Action. Hello, welcome to episode 90 of Your Average Critic. It's yet another two-man session with me and Obi. Uh, Chris is turning into Joe. It's becoming a regular occurrence. It is. It is. Um, it will probably end up just being a monologue soon between one of Literally. us. You know, <laughs> Your Average Critic. Um, <laughs> but today uh, it's going to be... Well, Obi's going to be talking us through a couple of new films. We're going to be going into spoilers on the series The Boys from Amazon. And I think, Obi, you want to chat about Stranger Things. I'll wait till Chris is because Chris has actually watched it. So next time Chris is on, I can talk about it because talking about it myself is a bit bit rubbish. Okay. Seeing as you haven't had decency to finish it, you have been out for a month. <sighs> Mate, well, as soon as I started watching The Boys, I was like, okay, well, I'm never going to finish Stranger Things know. while this is still on. So, I mean, I, I went through the boys in about three days. Fair enough. So I did. I mean, we could start with that if you want. I mean, it's pretty obvious from how quickly I watched it that I did enjoy it. Um, I knew. I knew you'd. I knew you'd like it. I mean, as soon as no, I heard. Do you know, do you know why I knew you'd like it? Because they say the c word a lot. No, because it's fucked up. All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> so are you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So premise is the boys is basically it's adapted from a comic book um by seth rogan so seth rogan adapted the comic book for tv um it's basically superheroes are a thing they are controlled by a company called vault um so they sort of do all the commercial side of it like they put them into films they sort of try and get them you know they, they manage their itineraries and, and stuff and then uh it follows billy butcher and um, what's the other guy's name? Huey, who are basically trying to. Well, they they find out a few kind of dark secrets about some of these superheroes, and they kind of want to take them down. So it's a uh, quite a fresh take on the superhero genre, really, which is why I really liked it. Like I, the first kind of few episodes, I wasn't really sure where it was going. It wasn't kind of as formulaic as a lot of superhero films can be. Um, and, you know, even in the first kind of five minutes, where, uh, Huey's talking to his girlfriend, Robin, and then she gets run through by one of the superheroes. And like, there's just blood and bone and guts everywhere. And I was, yeah. like, I was like, yes, this is my sort of thing. So what, 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 did you, what drew you to it, Obi? And, and what did you think of it, like, on uh, an overall level? I saw the trailer for it. Or, well, yeah, I saw the trailer for it. And, like, they showed that, the thing about um, Huey holding his girlfriend and her, like, exploding, basically. They show that in the trailer. I was oh. thinking, like, yeah. I was thinking, like, oh, like, this is fucking... This is going to be dark kind of thing. So I thought it'd be <laughs> yeah. quite a different, like... Uh, try a different take compared to, obviously, your conventional superhero shows. Because I was saying to Joe, like, oh, I do really like, like, you know, your your Marvel Netflixes and your CW shows and, you know, Titans and stuff like that. But it is nice to have, like, a like this, the boys, or an Umbrella Academy that is superhero stuff, but it's like quite a different take on it. Yeah. So it's kind of the other side of what could possibly happen in the world of superheroes, and maybe kind of a slightly more realistic take because, like, as we know, like many places in the world are quite corrupt. So there's no reason that superheroes wouldn't be corrupt as well. You know. Yeah, I think it's quite a cynical take. Um, I think it's quite pastichey for like, you know, you you can see parallels between Vought and like Disney. You know, like the with commercialization and blah 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 but this is all just you know that the darker side of it they they got to put on a persona like they're yeah. super friendly and super helpful it's like no you're the hero but then 
as soon as the camera's off, they're like, fuck that yeah. guy. He's I mean, a this, <laughs> the seven are basically just the Justice League. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you got. Well, should we go through? We got Homelander, who's basically yeah. Superman. Yeah. Um. You got Queen Maeve, who's Wonder Woman. Yeah. The Deep, who's Aquaman. Yeah. A Train, who would be a Flash. Mm. Black Noir, who I don't really know what he's supposed to be. Neither do I, and I feel like <laughs> season two maybe he'll get a bit more like stuff to do. But I think he hasn't even spoken yet, has he? No. Haven't yeah. got a clue what his powers are. Yeah. Or, and I think he's just like a joke. Yeah. Because there's that scene in like one of the later episodes where he just starts playing piano really well. Yeah. And like everyone seems to love him. It was like, yeah, like Homelander's like, no, I can trust you, but, yeah, but you don't great. really see anything about him. <laughs> yeah. Then you had Translucent, and then the last one is Starlight. Starlight. Um, and Starlight's basically the only one that is really good. Yeah. Um, because but, of the way this season starts, like, I, I obviously, it's dumb, I think, at now, but. The way it started, I thought that maybe Homelander was like your Superman, Captain America type because uh, when they first brought the meeting of like the seven, um, they were all talking about like, you know, their contracts and how many points they have and stuff like that. And Homelander was like, but I want to know how many people did you save today? So I was thinking, okay, yeah, maybe he's not too bad. And then I did that, think that as well, the, yeah. Yeah, by the end of that, the first episode, it's completely, it's completely <laughs> that theory is completely run out of the water. So, yeah. <laughs> I did like, yeah, I found it really kind of gripping because I didn't know where it was going because you've got like Huey who's after A-Train and and then Billy Butcher, he's got his motives as well. Then they sort of end up kidnapping Translucent and I sort of didn't expect them to kill him or I didn't expect yeah. Huey to kill him. Yeah. Um, so they, they try and spend an episode trying to figure out a way to kill him because he's got impenetrable skin. So they end up suppositing a grenade up his ass, and then Huey... <laughs> ends up blowing him up um which was a bit of a shock but it's strange because Huey and Billy are kind of our kind of heroes but they're they're both really not yeah. like they're very much anti-heroes if yeah if you can even say that they're anti-heroes because everyone in it's basically a villain yeah apart literally from Starlight. apart from Starlight yeah literally um so Mother's Milk ain't that bad Actually, no, he's all right, but he's yeah. still lying to his wife. And, yeah, true, true, true. You know, going back to the dark side. Um, well, I, what, yeah, so I really liked kind of the freshness. I really liked they just no holds barred, you know, yeah. swearing. Like, there is at least three C-bombs in every episode. Oh, yeah. Because I'm listening out for them. And, like, there's a lot <laughs> of violence. There's, like, quite a lot of sex in terms of, like, when, that, when um, the claw woman crushes that guy's head with her ass. Like, oh yeah. Orgasming. oh yeah, like it was just. I was like, okay, wow, they're, they're really going for it. Yeah, that was not. That was nice. um, But I feel like the the longer the series went on, the more kind of conventional it got. Because I, I kind of agree with that actually. So once um, Huey and Starlight sort of start becoming friends, I sort of knew where it was going because obviously he's he was told by Butcher to kind of get to know her. And then infiltrate, sort of like, you know, put a tap on her phone so that they can get inside knowledge on the superheroes. But then obviously he falls in love with her and yeah. she falls in love with him. And then there's a conflict because she finds out that he only started dating her for kind of ulterior reasons. So yeah. that was quite conventional. I think the whole sort of... I thought the ending was quite predictable as well. Did you? 
Yeah. Fair enough. I didn't. I. I didn't think that. I. I said, you know what? I think I kind of hoped that the ending would would be what it was. So, like, obviously, to give a bit of background. So, the reason why Billy is after Homelander and Home Seven is because he thinks that Homelander raped and or killed his wife, or his wife killed herself as a result of the rape. Find that in the end, in like the very last scene, that basically his wife didn't kill herself and she wasn't killed. She basically was pregnant and she took her son, Homelander's son, and moved away and just didn't tell anybody. Yeah. Um, and I thought, I kind of hoped that she would be alive because I thought that the story that um, the scientist, Vogelbaum, whatever his name is, the story that he gave, I thought was kind of crap. So I was kind of, I hope that's not really how she died. And yeah. then obviously he got her, her and him and, um, uh, what's her name? The, the vice president woman. Stillwell. Matt, uh, yes, yeah. Stillwell. They got their stories mixed up, so you're thinking, okay, so something different has happened here. So I'm quite, I quite enjoyed the fact that she's still alive and now he's got a super son. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's. It, I did sort of see it coming. I did think that Becca would still be alive. I did wonder if... if so basically, I guess what the assumption is is that Homelander didn't actually rape her. So... Yeah. The whole kind of motive for Butcher's vengeance is completely undermined. Like, his whole journey is pointless because all his vengeance against superheroes is is actually based on nothing. His wife didn't want to be with anymore and just didn't tell him. And he absolutely hates soups. Yeah, because of this. But I felt a little disappointing. I was like, "Mm, okay, so we're watching all of this and it's all for nothing, really. Um but I am definitely interested in a series two, like where it will go, kind of, um, there's conflict within the boys, you know. Uh, I guess once Huey finds out, he'll sort of be like, you made me kill all these people for like yeah. nothing. Yeah. Uh, and I you know, I didn't expect Stillwell to die. But that was quite a good sort of shock. But I also think that female characters in this show don't end up very well. Like... So there's all the, the fridging within the first two minutes oh, yeah. of Robin dying, which, again, is sort of like, do you have to fridge someone to create a superhero plot or a plot mm. in general? You know, it's a, it's, it's a bit tired now. You don't have to kill the girlfriend all the time yeah. um, for, to motivate someone. And it's also Butcher's motivation, even though it turns out yeah. that Becca's not dead. But then you've also got, like, A-Train kills his fiance for deceiving him so yes another female character dead like kimiko has nothing to say all series um stillwell obviously dies you know it's just a bit like when you think about it the female characters don't don't come out well in this show this is true i think this is probably a sign of what the comic is based on because i reckon the way oh shit i reckon the way they've written it the way they wrote the comic was probably well i heard that Apparently, they have to tone the TV series quite down quite a bit. Oh, really? Apparently, yeah. So apparently, the comics like way, way for like way worse. So like, for example, Starlight. Um, obviously, she was forced to um, suck um, deep, the, the deep dick or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, in the comic, she like has to fuck everybody. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. But, oh, so like, apparently, they proper like toned it down from what the original comic is, and I imagine that comic is the sign of the. I don't, want, don't know when it was written, but probably a sign of the times that it was that it was written in, I guess. I'm assuming it's probably written by a man. So Definitely. I mean, you can update these things, though. It's true. 
you know, I mean, it'd be interesting if if Robin, you know, if Huey had died and Robin was the one that was like, you know, yeah. angry. Why did well, they can switch that up? Or true, you know, does Popclaw have to die for for ch- telling on A Train? Like, yeah. you know, I wish she was. It's so bad she was gonna die though. Yeah, I know. But I also did want to see a bit more about the other superheroes because obviously it seems like there's a process for joining the seven. It's like yeah. you know, if you're the the fastest, so A Train was the fastest, so he was in the seven ahead of Shockwave. But you know, mm. what if Shockwave had won? Would he be in the seven? Or what about Nubian Prince that they talked about? Or yeah. you know, I thought like there's a lot of characters that I would like to have seen more of. Mm. Um, I feel like apart from episode one, the deep doesn't really have much to do for the rest of the series. Like they they sort of touch upon his sexual assault of Starlight, but yeah. only only a, a little. Joke yeah, they like he has very little to do. But also Queen Maeve, like barely any character development for her. Um, they gave her a little bit with like I think you so you gather that she's a lesbian and that she has this history of substance abuse. I think. Yeah. Like, apart from, that was literally like one episode, and apart from that, you didn't really get anything else and i suppose you you do see that she kind of has a bit of a heart compared to everybody else because of the whole that whole plane situation um when she didn't want to uh, let the plane go down yeah it's just quite was quite peripheral and yeah. um i would like to see more of black noir um yeah i think to be fair though, i think this is well the reason they that everyone else kind of got shafted is because they focus so much on homelander yeah because he's yeah the main villain, I guess, of the story. And to be fair, I did enjoy the bits with him in it, but I do agree, yeah, they could have given everyone else maybe a few more few more scenes. But, oh well. <laughs> maybe, ne- maybe next season. Yeah, I mean, you know, we have to sort of be critical, you know, or, or trying to judge it as a whole. And I, as a whole, I really, really enjoyed it. So I'm not kind of knocking it, but I'm just sort of pointing out things. That, that really good, you know, that yeah. could improve. Because I guess, like, the first three episodes is sort of, like, the superhero side of it is quite, in the background, it's more like Butcher and Huey investigating and, like, yeah. torturing um, Translucent. And then there's also, like, even the side bits in terms of when they walk through that bar and there's all the superheroes in there kind of with all their debauchery and stuff. Like, that side yeah. of it is what I was really interested in, um, yeah. the kind of the, the behind-the-scenes. But then from episode kind of four onwards, it sort of becomes a bit more conventionally superhero. Um, but again, you know, that's not a bad thing. Um, but I think it did lose a lot of its freshness. Um, yeah. I think the, I'll, I'll agree. I also think it's interesting in terms of like the supervillains and how they're sort of created by... Yes. Vault. Yeah, we haven't, really, we haven't really talked about Compound V. No, that's true. So... Do you want to explain what Compound V is? Yeah, so like the this, uh, myth, myth, the mythos? I don't know. But that, what everyone believes in this universe is that basically uh, it's kind of like a mutant thing. So I think like superheroes are chosen or people who have superpowers are chosen by, you know, like random selection. And then I think they can or cannot pass those powers down to their children. What we actually find out is that these superheroes are being created by using a chemical or whatever called Compound V, which Vought are distributing um, all over America, all over the world, I'm not sure, and they're injecting um, newborn babies with them, basically, to give them powers, which I imagine probably kills a lot of the babies, but well, we didn't really hear anything about that. Um, 
yeah, that's yeah like all these superheroes are like manufactured basically. Yeah, it's an interesting, interesting kind of take on it because um, obviously Starlight believes that she's um, chosen by God. But yeah. then you've also, there was also a slight hint that maybe Homelander was born like that. Um, That's why. But, but then it is sort of revealed later on that he was a lab experiment. But I yeah. think that that would have been really interesting if he had been born with these powers, but everyone else was kind of, yeah. um, you know, manufactured. There's yeah, also that, like, that. there's a lot of questions like, how did they find out about Compound V? Where did they get it mm. from? Like, is it just America, or, or are these superheroes all over the world? That's awesome. Um, definitely poses a lot of questions that I'm interested in finding yeah. answers to. I was just going to say quickly, like, a couple of things that, in particular about the series, that I really enjoyed. So, like, obviously, like, all the fighting and stuff, and, you know, the breaking bones and stuff is cool, but I, I was really interested when, like, in the beginning, when they were, like, talking about all, like, the business side of it, and, like, the movie deals, and um, when um, Stillwell was talking to the congressman to try and get a contract for her superhero to move to Baltimore, wherever it was, like all that stuff, really, I thought was really, really fascinating. I know you can't yeah. do a whole series around that, but I did really enjoy it when they were like talking about it. And obviously, they're doing the negotiation, and then they agreed on um, uh, like two thirty or something. And then the center blackmailed her, and then Homelander came in and fucking <laughs> destroyed his his plane. Yeah. I thought that bit, that entire bit was sick. That's I think the end of the episode. When Homelander came and destroyed the uh, the plane, made me think that okay, I'm really gonna like this series and I need to keep watching. Kind of. I think that's the first hint of Homelander not being good. Is that right? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I, was, I was like, oh, okay, so maybe he's escorting them to to safety, and then it's like, oh no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's killing all of them. And even like the bit on the plane when obviously he tells him and Queen Maeve show up and they act as if oh yeah you're saved kind of thing and then they fuck up and then you have to think like what would a superhero do in that situation like because obviously like if it's like a superman thing you think oh yeah superman he's just gonna fly one individually to the ground kind of thing and, he, and then the homeland is like nah i ain't got that sort of time it's, not, it's gonna take this isn't gonna this isn't like a not fixable situation so you just have to fucking leave and let everybody die yeah and I was like, fuck <laughs> like that's probably what would happen in that situation oh so, yeah again that's i thought it'd be interesting if if one had survived or something, it mm. came out that, you know, but yeah, I think there's, there's a lot of potential and, um, you know, I think if they focus a bit more on like, like you said, the, the background of it rather yeah. than, you know, the, the kind of more super traditional superhero side of it, then it's definitely got legs. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think if they expand it a bit more, would you give it, would you give this series more episodes next season or would you stick with the eight? Um, I think eight's fine. To be honest, I think I think eight is good. Eight hour long episodes, I think is I think is fine. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I I agree. I I don't know because it's one of those things that you want to see a lot more of this world, and to yeah. do that, you'll probably need more episodes. But then you could end up doing the Stranger Things season two of yeah. adding an extra episode, and it actually sort of detracting from the rest of it. So I don't know. Maybe they did like little webisodes or something like just little clips of like who these other characters are or, or whatever um i don't know are you interested in reading the comic or are you just gonna carry on i am a little bit but then i am sort of of the opinion like i kind of don't want to ruin a tv series for myself because i don't, I don't want to like i don't know how closely it's following 
the comic. So I don't want to. I wouldn't want to read the end and be like, oh, kind of how this ends now, kind of thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I wonder, is it still going, you know, or is it just sort of like a limited run? I think they did it. For, I think it ran for about three years. I don't know how many issues they put out in that time. Oh, okay, yeah. that's quite a lot then. So they've probably got a lot of um, probably, material yeah. to base it off. Mm. I think with things like this, like I feel like because there's kind of like not there's there's no rules, but like I feel like there's a lot less limits on what they can do. I think there's a lot of scope to expand this world as far as I want. Like they basically created a fucking um, superhero terrorist. Like yeah, if you can do that, you can pretty much do whatever the hell you want. That's true. I hope they do. I hope they do do that. Did you hear about um, the scene they that they cut out that Amazon wouldn't wouldn't let them put in? Yeah, it was only one, wasn't it? It was when um, yeah. Homeland was masturbating and being like, yeah. "I can do what I want." <laughs> I think they should just put that in. To be honest, I don't think that's that bad compared to what else is in the fucking series. Yeah, it's not that bad at all. Like, there's yeah. a scene similar to that in um, the first series of American Horror Story. It's just <laughs> like, you know, fine. That's yeah. I'm really really interested in that. Um, and there's definitely. Uh, there's definitely kind of parallels with Marvel and and like mm-hmm. sort of pastiching what they do in terms of like uh, there's a point when Starlight has to change her costume because it's not something sexy enough or whatever. Yeah. So then she walks around like skimpy stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I do enjoy it, and I, I don't. Has it been renewed for season two yet? Or? It, yeah, it got it got renewed for season two before season one even showed. Oh, okay. So they've obviously, you know, they obviously know it's going to do well. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I'm here for a season two. That's right. the annoying thing about binge watching these things is it's like, shit. I've watched it all now, so I've got to wait at least a year, probably. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's long. Well, do you want to transition over to Strange Things? And uh... oh no, sorry, we've decided you're talking about Chris. Yeah, I'll wait for Chris because um, uh, I want to talk about it. <laughs> Was there any other TV that you wanted to to discuss? Um. I have almost finished Orange is the New Black. Okay. So is this um, the final season? This is the final season, yeah. I thought it's gone um, on for ages. It's been on for seven years now, I think. So, yeah. Long bloody time. And I think it probably should have ended maybe if, probably two, three years ago. But, oh well, here we are. Um, I'm one episode from the end. And I suppose they're kind of trying to wrap up people's stories. But I guess I haven't watched the last episode, but if I, if you ask me right now, they haven't done a great job of wrapping them up people's stories, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, there's still, obviously, I've still got one episode to go, but there's still quite a few loose threads dangling, you know. They try, they introduced, like, um, so at the end of the last season, um, they a lot of the women got um, early release, um, but a lot of the women who were ethnic minorities, so, like, Latina and... Um, mostly latin people to be fair um they got all got captured by um ice which is like the immigration something 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 in america yeah. uh, basically they're all being detained in like a, what is basically essentially a prison but you know it's for deportees and they're basically waiting to hear court cases and to be detained and stuff like that and basically bare people bare people are getting deported back to uh their, con- their country of origin um it's quite sad to see but you know i imagine that stuff happens there like every day yeah, especially with this whole kind of border situation with Mexico. Yeah. yeah, and I think they are trying to send like a wider message to, like this is the kind, of, like this is the administration. Like I think one of the characters even says like this is what we get for voting for a Republican government or something like that. So I think it's uh, kind of okay. shot at like the wider, 
regime in America, I would guess. Yeah, interesting. Because um, I was wondering, like, because didn't Piper's story finish a couple of seasons ago? I was wondering, like, what is the point of them carrying it on? Well, she just got released. She, she was one of the people who got released at the end of last season in prison. And she was only in there for 18 months, which I think they managed, they did well to expand six seasons over 18 months. Bloody hell. Um, um, but yeah, so this season she's just kind of like trying to adjust to her outside life, um, being uh, on parole and stuff, and she has to meet with a parole officer, and she, um, she can't drink, she can't stay out past her curfew, blah, blah, blah. And if I'm being honest, she is very, well, maybe not now, but for about eight of the 12 episodes I've watched, she was very ungrateful basically for being out of prison and she was like moaning complaining all the time and she was like she took her co-workers fucking cake and no, not cake cookie and started eating it and they took she took their tequila and started drinking it and out of, out of anger frustration and I was like I get you're frustrated but like like you've been released from prison so just follow the fucking rules innit yeah don't <laughs> like, be yeah you're like you weren't wrongly in prison like everything you've done up to this point is completely your fault so just you know take it but whatever she's, she's <laughs> just not a very likeable character for me and honest. So why have you continued to watch it? Is it because you knew it's the last season and you're like, do you know what, I'm just going to finish it now? Yeah, I'm a bit of a completed finisher, so I, like, I think only one season left. The last few seasons haven't been great, but it's only 13 episodes, so I can. I just want to say, I want to know how it ends, I guess. And it's the same thing with like House of Cards. Like, I knew that I'd not been great, but I figured I might as well just finish it because it was only a few episodes. Um, so, yeah. I feel like Net- Net- oh, these Netflix originals are kind of like, you know, going out sad. If I'm being honest, they start out yeah. well, and then they just kind of like those down a little bit. That's that is literally the thing, isn't it? It's like, how the hell do you end stuff? Mm. You have a great idea if you, unless you literally know from the beginning the whole arc, yeah, and you're like, this is where we're ending. Because I feel like they just start a TV show and they're like, hopefully we get a season two, and then they're like, hopefully we get a season three, and then it's, there's no like end point in in sight. Yes, just sort of like, oh shit! Now I've got to wrap all these people's stories up. By that point, you don't care. (laughs) Just Mm. got complete apathy. So, yeah, Um, but yeah, a few things I guess I'll just mention before I stop talking about this because it's not really worth mentioning about that much. Um, So one of the inmates, Tasty, um, she was quite a big part since about probably about season four. She's been quite a big part of the series. Um, So her best friend died. That caused her to seek justice and start. she started a riot in the prison. Uh, loads of things happened. One of the um, correctional officers was killed by another correctional officer, but they blamed it on her, so she got a life sentence. So now this season, she's basically been coming to terms with the fact that she's in prison for life, and she's basically been seeking a way to kill herself because she wants to go out on her own terms. Um, mm-hmm. And then she got a little, little minuscule bit of hope that she might get her appeal her appeal. Um, overturned I guess or her conviction overturned but now that's been dashed away from her and so she was about to go kill herself um, and then she started tutoring people to help them get their high school diplomas and that kind of gave her a bit of new lease of life uh, but then we saw she was about to kill herself and then she thought, saw one of her students who had failed her test, she had OD'd on, I think on cocaine, I'm not sure so then she was like, or maybe heroin um, so she was like crying like for help for her so I think that's going to be her um the thing to snap her out of it, basically, so she doesn't decide to kill herself. And I hope she doesn't, because she's quite a likable character, I think. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, I think it's a lot of it is based around how, like... I mean, this is quite, pretty much what the whole series has been about, but a lot of it is based around um, how like horrible the situations are in prison, 
um, people who um, can't get to see their families and shit and they get denied like visitation and blah 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 same thing happened in the ICE um, uh, deportee detainee situation like they don't get um, a phone call they don't get legal counsel they don't get anything basically basically just have to sit there and wait for someone to you know tell them okay you're going to court now and basically for the courts tell them okay you're going back home so yeah it's kind of like seeing like how showing us how dire the situation is or can be yeah, so there is commentary, kind yeah. of uh, social political commentary, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's okay. Overall, it's been an all right series, but I think, yeah, it started off really strong and then it just kind of like dwindled quite a lot, unfortunately. Mm. Well, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess I'm not going to continue it because I watched the first season and I was like, yeah. I was going to say, like, when was, last time, too... when was the last time you watched it? But not too bad, but then. Uh... You know, I was like, nah, too, these things just go on too long, to be honest. Fair. <laughs> I just don't have time for them. <laughs> um, what else have you been watching? So you've, you've watched some new new film releases. Yeah, I watched The Current War, um, which is a film about um, basically the war for who could get take credit or discover electricity. Um, so it was a battle between Thomas Edison which was played by um, Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, who else? Nikola Tesla, which was played by Nicholas Holt. And uh, what's his name? Something, I think his name's George Westinghouse, who I'd never heard of before. And he was played by uh, Michael Shannon. Um, okay, yeah, yeah I've never heard of that guy either. What, yeah, no, literally. Pfft, I've heard of Tesla before, heard of Edison, obviously. But yeah, that guy, never. Um, so yeah, Basically, the film's just about, um, it starts with Thomas Edison just discovering, like, um, how to use electricity to light up light bulbs and stuff. And basically, the whole world's talking about how he's going to revolutionise the planet and stuff like that. And they show Thomas Edison as being, like, like really arrogant and really, like, sarky. Basically, he's, um, he is um, Doctor Strange before Doctor Strange kind of, like, breaks all of his hands and shit. <laughs> so, yeah, he's a bit of a dick. And this George Westinghouse fellow kind of wants to like he's got the money like he's got more money than edison so he's got like the means to um uh like power up cities and stuff but he hasn't got like the technology and he wants to he wanted to team up with thomas edison saying like okay we can kind of join forces and you know make this country better and both our names will be recognized blah blah blah. i mean thomas edison just cared most about he didn't really give a shit about money but i'm basically on the film by the way he just yeah. he didn't give a shit about money <laughs> Um, and he just cared about getting his name out there, apparently, and being like known as the first one to discover electricity, the first one to light up a city, the first one to do blah, 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 blah. And basically he said, nah, fuck you. I'm going to do this by myself. I'm going to use direct current or something like that. Or, yeah, direct current. And then George, what's his face, was like, I'm going to use alternating current. I don't really know the difference. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> and then so he says, yeah, I'm going to do it. He uses the alternating currents, and he basically rips off Thomas Edison's idea and says, yeah, I'm going to do it this way. And everyone loves his idea because it's, uh, it's cheaper and um, apparently you can light up more cities. But Thomas Edison's like, no, because this way is more dangerous and people can die, blah, blah, blah. And basically, they asked Thomas Edison, can we use your electricity to um, make uh, weapons and shit? And he was like, my uh, inventions will never be used to harm another human being, blah, blah, blah. Little we do, do we know later, he basically discovers the fucking electric chair. <laughs> oh right, and, um, okay. Yeah, so he's basically the reason behind the whole the electric chair and stuff like that. So he basically is a bit of a piece of shit. He goes back on his word, kind of thing. 
And then you got Nikola Tesla creeping out of nowhere. It's like, yeah, I've got bare sick ideas, but nobody will give me money. To... <laughs> but nobody will give me money to uh, <laughs> to actually implement these ideas. And um, he basically goes through the whole most of the film getting parred by everybody. <laughs> and like right near the end, he teams up with um, Westinghouse. Um, after there's a lot of back and forth between Westinghouse and Edison, they're basically rivals. And Westinghouse starts to team up with Tesla, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna make the we're gonna use alternating current, which is the dangerous one apparently, and we're gonna do all, all this shit, and we're gonna light up the whole of Chicago, whatever, whatever." And they're all fighting it out to get a contract for um, this uh, like World Fair Park or whatever in Chicago to light that whole thing up. And uh, Westinghouse and Tesla win it eventually, um, and. Edison like concedes, he's like, oh yeah, fair play, like you beat me kind of thing. And then um they I think they kind of like respect each other by the end, I guess. And then they show like the end credits and it basically goes on to show how um although Thomas Edison didn't like light up all that shit, he basically in- he invented bear stuff and he invented um basically invented film, basically. And yeah. he invented um like recording, like radiography, whatever it's called, like recording people and stuff. And then Nikola Tesla basically there said he had loads of sick ideas, but he was he died in debt alone. And I was like, raw. <laughs> That's oh, a bit cool. harsh. Yeah. So I imagine he didn't do much apart from obviously, you know, the whole whatever the film was based on. And the Westinghouse geezer, he got um I don't know, I think it was supposed to be like an irony thing, but they basically said that um he did all these achievements, blah blah blah, and he was it he was um awarded with like one of the most prestigious awards in science and it was like the edison award or something like that so i think maybe that was like a i don't know maybe like a dig or something i don't know that's what it's that's what it felt like anyway and yeah film ended it's like an hour and hour 40 minutes um and it's okay but like i'm not gonna lie i wasn't really interested in the subject matter whatsoever <laughs> um well i guess that's the good thing about having the odium pass is that you saw yeah of, exactly you know you just go to see things because of it but yeah you know, just the hell of it but yeah, I don't know. Well, it doesn't sound like my sort of cup of tea either, but... No, it was fine. Like, Tom Holland's in it. Um, he's, like, Edison's assistant, I guess, and he's he's all right. I thought he was going to snake him, but he didn't in the end, so I was like, yeah, safe. Um, and, yeah, like, I think this the this film was... Like, it was actually filmed... Um, it was supposed to come out in 2017, but um, it was produced by the Harvey Weinstein's company, so because of his whole scam. Ah, uh, OK. Yeah, they think they had to, like, get a new production company and blah, 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 so... Ah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I have heard, like, just generally, that Tesla had found a way of, like, creating such cheap electricity that he was going to give it away for free. But then governments or companies were sort of like, fuck that, we can make a lot of money off of this shit. So mm. they sort of pushed him to the side. But I don't know if that's just sort of conspiracy theory or if it's, like, if there's any truth to that but from what you were saying like in terms of the film it does sort of seem like that maybe did have some legs yeah might be actually to be fair they didn't they didn't well to be fair i might have just missed it but i don't think they showed that in the film really they always they did show that he was quite like an innovative um person so he was always coming up with like different ideas and saying like no we can do it this way and then he would always be questioned on his um like oh how can you do it like that and he's like don't worry like i'll find a way kind of thing yeah so, i don't know if he if the thing about him making cheap electricity was actually true or not i'm not sure but it probably was to be fair but i'm, I'm i've dozed off for a couple of minutes 
Well, from serious subject matter and, you know, kind of important history, but maybe not very exciting, to, mm. shall we say, the complete opposite. Yeah, literally. Um, Hobbs and Shaw, the first f- Fast and Furious spin-off. Yes. Um, is, does it justify itself? You know, there's a whole sort of, the rock needs to be top dog. He fell out of Vin Diesel, gets his yeah. own spin-off of Jason Statham. The trailer was absolute batshit crazy. Yeah. Um, what's the film like? The film is... Alright, let me just say, <laughs> right, it's a lot this... of fun. No, no, it's okay. a lot of fun. Right? But it is a, like, if you had to put in the definition of the word blockbuster, this is that film. So, like, there's tons of action, there's loads of stupid shit going on, love it doesn't really make sense, but you're plugged in for the, for the two hours that you're there and you're like, fuck it, I'm just going to turn my brain off and enjoy what I'm watching. And I, that was me to a certain extent. To, I was a little bit underwhelmed only okay. because um, I think they showed too much in the trailers. Yeah, I was going to say, is there like actually anything extra to it? There was, there, was, there was a lot of extra stuff. There was a lot of extra stuff. And like a lot of the um, fighting scenes are really good. I was just kind of like, ah. Oh, I like watching a few things, and I was like, "Oh, this would be really sick if they hadn't if I hadn't seen this like ten times already <laughs> in all the trailers that, for this film that I've watched, yeah. kind of thing." But I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. But um, in my opinion, I think that the last Fast and Furious I watched was better than this film. Okay. Does it um, but, does it sort of um, does it miss kind of Vin Diesel that? Um. Um. I would say that. Uh, it doesn't miss them, but you do. I, me personally, I got a teensy weensy bit tired of The Rock versus um, Jason Statham for a little bit, and there were little moments. There are a few. There are like two special cameos in this film. Well, I won't say it's just any spoilers. There are two special cameos in this film, um, which which detract away from those two for a little bit, which I think were really good. And I had not heard. Like, it was a really big, like, quite nice surprise because I didn't hear that these two people were going to be in the film whatsoever. So, yeah, when I heard Oh, really? It, jokes, and is, yeah. that, is that from previous Fast and Furious films? As far as I'm aware, no. But maybe. Oh, okay. As far as I'm aware, no. But I haven't seen all the Fast and Furious series, so I'm not sure. One right, of them okay. definitely isn't. One of them definitely isn't. The other one okay. might be. I'm quite um, intrigued now. But, yeah, so after... So, when the film finished, I was thinking, like, if they can get The Rock and... Uh, and uh, Jason Statham and um, fuck, what's her name? Vanessa Kirby? Something Kirby? What's yeah, Vanessa Kirby. Yeah, her and these two cameos, if they can all form a team together, I think that would be fucking jokes. I'm not going to lie. And I would line up to see the next film. But yeah, um, if they don't do it, then whatever, it's whatever in it. But um, Idris Elba, solid, solid bad guy. I think he's actually got quite a good acting range, Idris Elba. And I feel like he doesn't get talked about that much. I feel like he can play. He's equally adept at playing a good guy and a bad guy. You know, yeah. he can be a good relief. He can be a serious character. You know, he can do a bit of drama. But yeah, I don't uh, think this film takes itself too seriously, though, does it? Oh no, no, no! no. <laughs> I'm no, Black no. Superman. Yeah, this film is. This film is just. It's just a bit, a bit, a bit jokes to be honest. Like, just things are happening. And I'm just like, like obviously we we've seen it in trailer, but like with the rock. Like, fucking basically grabs a fucking helicopter using just his hand 
and attaches it back to like the truck that he's on. I was just thinking like this is just like physiologically impossible. But fuck <laughs> it, I'm I'm in for this anyway. Yeah, you know, it, it's yeah. been two hours already, so fuck it, I watch it. There's a nice aspect of um the rock's background. Um obviously it's his Simone background. They go back to his his family and um the woman who plays his mum gets quite a lot of quite a lot of lines and I think they I don't know what language they speak, I don't know if it's Simone or if it's something else, but they integrate quite a lot of um Simone in there. They do like you know, like the hacker and that stuff, they do a bit of that as well. Okay. Um, and um I don't, I don't know if do you know what I don't want to be cynical, but I I suppose it would why else would he do it? I was kind of thinking like does the rock actually I'm trying to think, was this the Rock's idea to include the Simone stuff in it? But now well, I'm thinking like, why else would they do it? I thought he's from Hawaii. Yeah, I think he is from I think he is from Hawaii, but I think his his background is like Samoan or Polynesian. Oh, well. okay, right. Yeah, or whatever it is. So yeah, I was okay. kind of thinking of it from a, like from a point of view of like, are they kind of doing this to try and just get that audience in, or does the Rock really just kind of want to, you know, open up his background to to the world kind of thing i don't know i'm not sure i mean it's one of those is like you'd like to think it's the latter but it's probably the former yeah in terms of like you know like the rock is very kind of active on social media being like here's my new film go watch it it's so good like yeah. such a blessed time with all the actors like all that shit and you're sort of like ah, are you being ge- genuine or not mm-hmm. and he's a very likable guy so i don't yeah. know but i i feel like it's probably him being like we need to do this film. I want to be front and center, and yeah. we've got to include this because apparently he had a clause in his contract that he couldn't be beaten up too much or he couldn't lose fights. Um, or like he could only enough. receive. He could only he could give out more punches than he received. Like he couldn't receive more punches or something stupid like that. I would say in this film he gets beat up quite a bit. Oh, okay. But I suppose well, you know. It's not a fucking um, surprise. He he, they do win in the end, <laughs> but yeah. he does. I would say he loses at least at least a couple times to um, Brixton, the Evil Worker. Okay, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe. Does it set itself up for a sequel? Um, does it set itself up for a sequel? I think not directly, but um, there is a, there is end credit scenes. If you do go watch it, there are. So there's one right at the end. I think there's. There's two end credit, post credit scenes, I think, um, and that does lend itself to thinking, okay, there's going to be like another adventure here, kind right. of thing. And also, uh, one of the cameos makes you think, like, okay, he, he, I hope anyway, he might be in. If they do another film, he might be in it, kind of thing. Okay, I'm so, really intrigued now. It's it's definitely worth watching, I would say. Like, and I just think that we have lacked a summer blockbuster, and I feel like this is. This is it. Yeah, it's just like two and a bit hours. You just sit there, eat your popcorn. Yeah. And then you come out and you don't have to think, what have I just watched? It's just like, yeah, that was fun. Like, yeah, exactly. Past the time sort of thing. Exactly. I'm going to try and watch it this week. And then the only other big film that I can think of coming out is the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I think yeah. is like, not this week, but the week after. Yeah, I think um, it's 14. So that's, I mean, one of the reasons why, you know, we've not had podcasts every week. It's because there's like, and they're actually quite short. It's because there's not a lot coming out. Yeah. What? What is? I don't know if we've spoken about this before, but why do you think the summer blockbuster has sort of died death? Is it because of streaming services that you know you can watch things anytime, or is it like audiences? Um, they're just kind of wanting to go to the cinema at different times. You get big releases in like October, November, obviously Christmas, and then mm. like 
maybe February, March, April? I actually don't know. I think, I reckon maybe, maybe superhero films have something to do with it because they're at, we probably get at least four or five of those types of films a year and the majority of them don't come out in summer, I guess. They kind of like pick their own times. Whereas before I feel like we'd get, you know, you'd get your Batman v Superman or, you know, you get your film like that, that wouldn't come, like there wouldn't be that many superhero films to come out. So you'd say, okay, we're going to come out in summer and we're going to be like the only film that's out around the summertime. Yeah. And now I think because there's loads, not loads, but there's quite a few of that, that sort of genre film, people more strategically pick when they're going to come out, I guess. But then yeah. not many, for this reason, for some reason, like, no one's really picked summer. I mean, we've got Spider-Man. That, happened, that was at the start of July. But, and I suppose we had this. But I don't know. I'm t- I, just, I feel like we've been like, I don't know, cheated. <laughs> I haven't gotten my, my feel of, you know, stupid entertainment. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, oh, but I don't know the reason why that is. I'm not sure. I feel like maybe, maybe, maybe there's just less people going to the cinema in general. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. true. Yeah. They just, I don't, yeah. But Disney can pretty much release anything when they want now, can't they? Because they own yeah, all of it. Dumb. Dumb. <laughs> Fucking dumb. Lion King's already a billion. Like, oh no, billion. they've made. Stupid. Oh, so Lion King's made a billion. Aladdin made a billion. Endgame made two point seven billion. Homecoming made a billion, so that's almost six billion off of four films. Wait, Disney are evil, I'm telling you. It's insane, and they've still got Star Wars Nine to come out. It's actually, which is probably going to cross two, two billion probably. What Star Wars? Yeah. Um, I don't know because a lot of people really hated the Last Jedi. That's true, like but a, then it's like JJ like Abrams is back, so yeah, maybe people will be like, do you know what? He's going to kind of revitalise it again. Mm, maybe, yeah. I don't know. We shall see. Mm. But yeah, I, can't, I, I don't know what, what else is coming out. I have to find a TV show to watch now and don't say Stranger Things. Um, <laughs> I'm going to watch... Just... Oh, go on, sorry. No, I say I'm going to watch Line of Duty once I finish House Cards. Yes! House Cards, um, Orange and New Black. Um, you're going to watch Chernobyl as well? Yeah, man. Oh, I completely forgot. Because I was like, I asked you, like, which one should I start first? Yeah, and then I just started um, uh, Orange New Black um, like last week. Watched one episode. And I was like, I'm not really feeling it. And then yesterday I had a choice to make. I was like, okay, should I go on Netflix and watch Orange New Black or whatever else is, I've still got to finish on there, or I could go in my front room and watch Chernobyl. And then I was like, hmm. if I go <laughs> in my front room, that means I have to get up. <laughs> so I'm, I think Fair I'm just going to stay here and watch Netflix. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, I started this show today on Amazon called Homecoming. It's got Julia Roberts in. It's um, oh yes, like a psychological thriller. Yeah, they it's... just got renewed for a second season. Oh okay. It's yeah, sorry, okay. quite like I'm two episodes in. Mm. There's only half an hour episodes. It's quite oh. in. Yeah, it's quite interesting, but it's a bit also a bit weird. So like. Julia Roberts is a counsellor at this like rehab facility for um, military people to try and help them integrate into the community again. Um, but then you sort of flash forward and then she's not working there anymore. And then someone from the kind of FBI is sort of like asking her loads of questions about it. And she's like, oh, I don't really remember. Um, but the way it's, if you watch one episode or two, it reminds me of sort of like, the old school mystery TV shows that they had, like Miss Marple sort of thing. So like right. the way it's filmed, 
he's very much um, and the way they use the music like the music's quite dramatic it gets quite in the background and it's just really sort of has like a quite old school feel to it but it's also quite interesting because you don't really know what's going on and the fact it's half an hour is like I'm, I'm quite happy to keep going with it to be honest um, yeah. so yeah it's, it's intriguing it's also a bit odd but I'm, I'm here for that so um, once you so finish like, Chernobyl, Line of Duty, <laughs> any other bloody show you've got to watch, try that. I was, oh, mate, my list is so long. Even there's stuff on Amazon. I, I think like, I only signed up Amazon for the free trial for like 30 days. But then I literally wrote down a list of the stuff that's on Amazon that I want to watch. And I'm like, I'm not, there's no way I'm finishing this in 30 days. So I'm going to have to pay for at least one month of Amazon Pro, I think. Can you pay uh, for it separately to the, um, the actual parcel delivery service? Can I? Like, can you just pray for Prime Video, or do you have to get like the parcel fit as well? I have no idea, you know. I've actually no idea. Okay, not sure. But um, yeah, I think I will try. I will, I will try that actually. That's on my list. I think there's a TV show on Amazon Pub called Hannah, which I want to check out. Nice. My sister said is really good. Um, want to try this, watch the Jack Ryan thing, Jack Ryan series. I want to watch um, The Man in the High Castle, but I feel like that's. Thirty episodes in now, so I don't know if I'll catch up on that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that 30, that thirty-minute episodes thing has very much um, attracted me towards watching. Yeah. Because yeah. the, the thirty-minute show is dying out. I know. There are very few thirty-minute shows anymore. Every show is like a big fucking commitment because you have to watch you at least just, forty-five minutes. It's long. Yeah, because you need something like. In, so say if you have watched two like hour-long episodes of a series in a row. So you just want a bit of a change up. To have a half yes. an hour one, it's just a little sort of, you know, a little break, and then you can start again. Exactly. Hour longs. So yeah, check out Homecoming. I'm gonna keep watching it when I can. Um, okay. And yeah, we can talk about it. Is there anything else you want to mention? Um, we're even we're under an hour, which is oh, very quick. Is, but I don't yeah. have anything. I haven't watched anything else. I I don't know. I haven't really watched anything either, for being completely honest. Um, fuck. I don't know. Well, I'll, know. I'll watch Hobson Shaw during the week, and then okay. next week we can talk about the cameos, and hopefully, well, Chris won't be on as well again, but no. maybe watch if we don't pod next week, or whatever, we'll try and watch some stuff. Yeah, I think I'll try to think, I was thinking, like, what can I watch this week? I literally don't think there's anything to watch. I don't think <laughs> there's anything to do, like, in the cinema, Premier League season starts next week, so... This is very true. That'll take up a lot of your time. Very true. Well, in that case, it's less than an hour. This might be our shortest episode ever, you know. I know, quite a bite-sized one. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it doesn't have to... You know, this is this is like what we say about TV shows. They should be as long as they need to be. We're not going to f- talk for another 40 minutes just for the sake of it being an hour and a half or whatever. Like, you know, it's done. Oh, quickly. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Quickly. Um, I just want to quickly talk about 30 Reasons Why. That's all right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's renewed for so, season four, isn't it? Season three. And oh. um, or maybe someone did say, someone might say season four as well, actually. I think Chris, yeah, said season four as well. So I don't know if that was a typo, but it actually has been renewed for two extra seasons. But they put out a trailer. Have you seen the trailer? No. So, yeah, they put out a trailer for it. And it's basically turned into a, like, who killed Bryce Walker kind of thing. And oh, I was, I was just... I was watching it and I was just like, this is so far from what the show originally like made its name as. And like, obviously, I know, I think the show was based on the book. I don't know if the book goes this way 
or not. But if it does, if it does, if or if it doesn't, like I was just thinking, like this is just becoming like the typical like, and I like these shows, like your Riverdales and your Pretty Little Liars and you know all that shit. This this is what the show is becoming, and like I didn't, I didn't like sign up to watch a show to watch that. I signed up to watch a show about a girl who you know who killed herself and blamed thirteen people for it. Blah blah blah. Yeah, and I will. I was saying to Chris that like, I'll probably watch maybe the first episode or the first couple episodes. But if it starts going the way I think it's going to go, I'm just going to say, yeah, no, nah, I'm packing it in because it's long, it's pointless. And this is an exact example of what we say about like people not knowing when to stop series and just like in the end, they end up money grabbing. Yeah. Well, um, I just, think it's... sometimes like you get ideas, um, but then they sort of try and retrofit them into an existing kind of brand or title that people recognise. Yeah. So like someone might have had an idea about, you know, someone being killed and who done it, sort of like Riverdale style. But then they're like, oh, let's put this under 13 Reasons Why banner because people understand it. But yeah, like you said, it's no longer 13 Reasons Why. It's, it is just a teen drama show. Exactly. Um, and we should mention that Netflix cut out the, the scene where Hannah Baker... Oh, yeah. Her, um, which I sort of understand why, but I also think that was one of the most powerful parts of the show. It was. It um, was. But I guess it's quite could be quite triggering for people that, you know... Are suffering with yeah. their mental health, so I can understand why, but I also think it is it is important for it to be shown because then you look at it and you're like, actually, shit, that is what happens if you do it. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's just sort of like if you don't see it, then you sort of think, oh, well, maybe it's not that bad, or mm. you know, it's not going to be so messy or whatever. But watching that, I was like, fucking hell, that is horrific. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice note to end on. Um, I was gonna say, like, it, just talking about that reminded me of um, when Billy killed um, uh, Mesmer in. Oh in my the, god! Oh, fucking buttons, man! Oh my god! He smashed his face against the fucking. I was absolutely just. Why did he kill him? That I feel like he's so got anger issues. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like what he did wasn't worthy of killing him, but hey, you know. that's the sort of level of violence that was in Midsummer. Oh really? Yeah. Some face smashing. No, thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, under an hour. So uh, you can tweet us at YSC Podcast 17. We're on Facebook, Instagram, lots of other different platforms SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, under your average critics. Uh, tune in next time when Chris might be back, but probably won't be. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully, I'd have seen Hobbs and Shaw. Hopefully. Peace. Peace out.